Hello everyone and welcome to episode 26 of the Artful Athlete podcast. I have a question for you. What was your favourite cartoon growing up? What were the colours, the adventures, the voices that stayed with you, the stories? Because, you know, we talked about stories last week. Some of us played around afterwards pretending to be Batman or Tintin. Some of us had full-on chats with Robin Hood and pretended to be a member of the Totally Spies. And some of us looked at Spongebob and imagined how cool it would be to live in a pineapple under the sea. Playing make-believe with our friends, we ran around and often changed our physicalities and our voices to fit the narrative that was going on. Voicing a monster, a witch, an explorer or a princess, we'd let our imagination take control and fully summon these figments of our imagination and give them a body, a task, a role, a drive, a stance, a voice, a physical presence. From the invisible to the visible, from the non-existent to all of a sudden existing in the world we've decided to play with. And think about it, you'd be using so much energy living these adventures and playing around. It was liberating. You could come home buzzing or tired and go to sleep excited because you were thinking about when you would be able to play next. And if you had watched an episode of your favourite cartoon, you'd probably wonder what was going to happen in tomorrow's episode and how that would give you and your friends maybe ideas for a new game, how that would perhaps change how you'd played until now. As we were growing up, one of the strongest messages our brains and creative minds received was to leave the cartoon voices behind, to grow up. These these silly-sounding voices, the, these fictional characters, were not invited in this new stage of your life. And I personally see this as one of the main creativity and playfulness killer in our development as humans, creatives, or not. A life where you're not allowed to play, to have fun, to embrace levels of silliness, well... It's a very serious one. Now, don't get me wrong, there's absolutely nothing wrong about being serious. But like all things, there's a time and a place for that. And just as we are asked to step into more serious tasks and find focus, we also need moments where we can let the cartoon character loose. Moments of play, of simply trying around things with no strings or commitments attached. Moments where we're not listening to the grown-up voice telling us to be better, to stop being silly, to quit playing. Whether you're a performer or not, it doesn't matter. Yes, performers get to carry on playing make-believe in a way, but they also get to dive in and explore humanity, emotions, see and express different visions of the world, have a mental, an emotional and a physical exploration of what being a human means and telling a story through this. Because as we established last week, this is something we respond very well to and we learn so much from. I think I've said this before, but I believe you can find as much inspiration and maybe healing in a novel, a film, a play, a video game than you could in a self-help book. But performers, even in their way of playing, can get serious because the playtime has a specific set of rules and also, very often, a goal. A specific one, too. I believe that inducing playfulness in your daily activities allows you to ease off the pressure that growing up has imposed and placed on your shoulders. 
Whether it's, I don't know, maybe trying to recreate the cheese pool from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pizza in your kitchen, pretending that the floor is lava in your living room, which, by the way, can be an awesome way to work out with a friend. Or, and that's something I confess to doing quite often, is when you're lifting off something really light to make it sound like it's extremely heavy and making the noise that you would make if you were lifting something that's, I don't know, say 80 kilos, but actually it's just, you know, a plate because you're clearing the table after dinner. The world is your oyster. There are no limits to imagination, only the ones you impose on yourself. So if I've decided that this plate actually weighs 80 kilos, then it's going to feel like 80 kilos and I'm going <laughs> to have to lift it like this. And yes, it's absolutely pointless, but it makes me feel good. I'm playing and that's what's important because these are stressful time we live in. I mean, in the UK, it's lockdown three. Remember how happy you felt when you were playing as a kid? How about inviting some of this back in? If there was ever a time to invite playfulness and fun back in, it would definitely be now. So it's funky homework time, people. Firstly, and that's just because I'm a very curious person, but please, 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 please tell me about the cartoons you watched growing up and who was your favorite and why. I confess I'm curious, but it's also because from one country to the next, we didn't have the same cartoons necessarily. So send me a DM on Instagram, or Facebook, or even an email. I really want to know. And if you end up watching an episode of something, please send me a link. Secondly, have a think. In your daily schedule, in your everyday tasks, which of these do you feel comfortable enough in to tweak stuff around and have a moment of silliness? It can mean that maybe you're putting on some music when dressing up and dancing along, or you could be pulling faces in the mirror while brushing your teeth, making a face in your plate with your food, move around like a weird animal during your workout. The choice is yours. I'll give you another example. A couple of weeks ago, we had dinner with my housemates and I made a French dessert, which is the galette des rois. It's puff pastry with frangipane and it's something that you have on the 6th of January or on the second Sunday after Christmas. But nowadays we kind of eat it throughout January to celebrate the three kings arriving to see the little baby Jesus. So I made that dessert and the following day I had a little bit of puff pastry left. But, you know, not enough to really make something out of it. And I don't like wasting food. I didn't want to waste it. And I don't know why. But I just thought, why not make really teeny tiny mini pastries? Like teeny tiny croissant and, and a couple of pain au chocolat with whatever hazelnut paste I had lying around in my cupboard. And one of my housemates, Stephanie, found me in the kitchen cutting up my teeny tiny bit of pastry and rolling it into shape. And we laughed because it was silly, because it didn't really have a purpose. It was literally just an idea that sounded fun at the time. I sent pictures over to one of my best friends, Susan, who told me very simply, I almost wish you had a hamster or something so you could stage really cute photos. I've put some pictures up on the blog if you're curious as to what that ended up looking like. I do not have a tiny hamster, so I did not have a cute photo shoot. But taking a couple of seconds to imagine, I don't know, 
A photo shoot with a tiny squirrel eating a very fancy tiny croissant, getting ready for a hazelnut pain au chocolat, which in that case make, doesn't make it a pain au chocolat, does it? Except that there's a little bit of chocolate with the hazelnut, but I'm going off track. Embracing playfulness, giving in to that state of play, is the best way to foster a lot of good stuff. Get those good feels, that good energy, ease pressure, free your creativity. You can even play around with your breath if you want. Actually, let's, let's give this a go together. Assume the breathing position, close your eyes, rest your back on the top of your chair or the wall, or lie down on your bed on the couch. Let the breath fall in. Find its own pace and rhythm, gently, without imposing anything. You're breathing in through the nose and out through the nose or the mouth. It's your moment, your moment, your breath, your rules. Now we're going to sink our breath all together on your next exhale, through the nose, out the mouth, you know the drill. Three times, here we go. Exhale out, take a long breath in through the nose, and out the mouth, let it go. Inhale through the nose, out the mouth, let it go. One more round, long and deep inhale through the nose and out the mouth, let it go. Already by doing this, you're letting yourself fall into the present, your present, your moment, your body. Breathing is nice and effortless. Pretty straightforward, isn't it? It's air in, air out. But what if we played around with the way we exhale? Keep on breathing at your own pace. Perhaps it's a little slower than how you normally would breathe. We're going to keep inhaling through the nose, but I want you to choose how you would like to exhale. It can be a soft sigh. Ah or a forceful shushing, a shh, a playful tutting even. Tss, 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 tss. You could switch from one sound to the next, like <sighs> Have fun with this exhale. For now, we're going to take three more normal breaths, and then we'll do three rounds of our playful exhale. So, exhale out. And in through the nose, here we go. Take a long breath in through the nose and out the mouth, let it go. Inhale through the nose and out the mouth, let it go. One more round, here we go. Long and deep inhale through the nose all the way up and out the mouth, let it go. Time for your playful exhale. Pick whatever you want and go for it. Here we go. Long, deep inhale through the nose and exhale out through the mouth in your style. Second round, take a nice long inhale through the nose and sigh, exhale out how you wish. Last round, here we go. Why not play in the rhythm? Nice, deep inhale into the nose and style it out on the exhale. How does that feel? It's nice, huh? Feels different. You'll also perhaps realize that some parts of your body reacted differently to your standard regular breath. Perhaps it's also showing you that there's different things you could work on, 
whatever this means to you. I'm going to use this opportunity to announce a series of episodes that I'll be releasing over the next couple of months, I'm working on it at the moment, about breath and emotions within the body. I think it's an incredible tool to have, whether you're a performer or not. If you're an actor, singer, dancer or a creative, you'll be able to find a way to anchor and access emotions required for your creations and characters, which is a very important gift to have, to travel in and out of your created persona and your creation back into yourself. And even if you're not a performer or a speaker, you'll see then how you can voice, breathe and release each emotion safely just by looking at where it sits in the body. Understand the geography of each region and emotion and see the impact, the home it has within your physical self. I say geography because each emotion has, as I mentioned, a seat in the body. Knowing how to access and interact with this emotional landscape on a physical level, shall we say, will show you how to ground and understand your voice in those different states. We'll kickstart this series towards the end of February, potentially early March. But first, we'll talk about voice discovery. I think if you've listened to previous episodes, you've understood by now that there are many aspects to the voice. And I feel that perhaps by telling you the story of how I discovered my own it will make the opening of yours easier. Meanwhile, have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you soon.